Hello, Star Wars fans. Hello there. Thank you for all your incredible support and sure. response to Obi-Wan Kenobi. My pleasure. You got it, Ewan. I love I Gavin Luke. I have some Luke. important news. Our premiere date is moving just a couple of days from Wednesday to Friday, what? May the 26th. Okay. But here's the exciting part. The first two episodes will premiere together. What? First two? Ah! Here's the exciting part. We're going straight up against Stranger Things. We hate the them all. Give me Dustin. On Disney Plus. Yeah, baby. We'll take them both. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Play all 17 episodes. Yeah, drop them all. Night. We don't want to wait. I don't want to wait. Fucking no, be on Wednesday. But I want it on Friday. Obi-Wan Kenobi looks like. Hello there! Welcome back to New Rock Stars. The premiere date of Obi-Wan Kenobi has just moved to May 27th when we will get the first two episodes. Which means if the rumors are true that episode three through six of this series will be Darth Vader season, that would mean as soon as June 1st, folks, Darth Vader will be back in our lives. But what is Hayden Christensen now saying about this return? And what will it look like when he locks sabers with Kenobi? This is Wookie Leaks. It's our weekly reaction to the latest and greatest in Star Wars. I'm here with Tommy Bechtold. Oh, Kenobi's about to be twice as nice, baby boy. I can't wait. Give me two episodes. Give me three episodes. Give me four. You think I'm scared? Cancel all my plans. I'm going to have to break a bunch of girls' hearts because Friday night Tommy B is unavailable. It's like we're back with the Mandalorian when they used to drop those on Fridays. Yeah. Getting our weekend started early with Star Wars. That's right. This is exciting. We learned the premiere date. It's moving to Friday, May 27th. We're going to get the first two episodes, but the following week, episode drops will return to Wednesdays. So, episode three is going to be on June 1st, episode four, June 8th, episode five, June 15th, episode six, the finale, June 22nd. Obi-Wan's now competing directly with Stranger Things Season 4, Part 1, also dropping, but on Netflix, May 27th. So this really sets up the month of June, starting June 1st, to be the month of Vader. But is he going to win or is he going to lose this rematch with Obi-Wan? Obviously, they're both going to survive. It's going to be some kind of draw. But who's going to have the, the victory? Who's going to have the high ground coming out of this season? Mm. We, what we talk about today. But before we talk about that, we want you to skedaddle on over to NewRockStarsMerch.com and grab one of those new Moon Knight shirts. The new latest obsession, Tomb of the Moon God, limited edition. They're already starting to run out of these. You gotta get your hands on them. It's a collectible shirt inspired by the hit Disney Plus show. So grab one before they sell out. And then when you do that, you'll get the added option to write in a custom shout out that will be displayed during our weekly Inside Marvel after shows. Exciting. So find that shirt and other great merch over at NewRockStarsMerch.com. All right, Tommy. This week yes. in Star Wars, what are we talking about? Well, Eric, I think it's the question that's on all of our minds, and it's a question that I have, quite frankly, personally, stayed up late at night pondering, uh, as long as, uh, also along with my life choices. The question is, will Vader win or lose in his rematch with Kenobi? Yeah, that's, that's what I'm wondering, coming out of this, going into this show, and probably coming out of this show. Who's going to yeah. win this? Uh, is it right. who's going to be uh, who's going to have the bigger chip on their shoulder when they face each other again on the Death Star in New Hope? Well, Hayden Christensen was actually talking about this to Entertainment Weekly this week. They asked how it felt to be back in the Vader suit, and he said, "Well, without getting into too much detail, it was amazing. It's a great honor to get to put that suit on. It was mostly a lot of excitement because I had spent enough time with this character, and it felt like I knew him. And coming back to it felt very natural in a lot of ways." And I was just 
really excited to come in and play Darth Vader at this point in the timeline because it did feel like a natural continuation of your journey with the character. Now, you may have also heard some uh, possible footage of Vader and Obi-Wan dueling that uh, that might have uh, been making the rounds this week. We're not going to show it here, even though this show is called Wookiee Leaks. Uh, we're just not going to show it. You can go find it yourself if you're so inclined. But basically, I don't think it's it's really spoiling anything that's going to happen. It's just a couple seconds of these two locking lightsabers. Interesting, though, on a sandy planet. We don't know what planet. Uh, and then Vader powerfully force pushes Obi-Wan back, blasting him directly out of frame. Uh like Super Smash Brothers style. But it's not that goofy wire work where he's like, whoa, like an arc that you usually see in BTS footage for movies. No, 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 this shit looks good. It's like, yeah, exit, stage right. Like Kane wow, yeah. hooks them out of frame. It's pretty wild. <laughs> Sandman, uh, take him away. Now, obviously we know both of these men are gonna survive this duel. It's gonna end in some kind of draw. But if we consider Obi-Wan to have won the first duel on Mustafar after he had the high ground, and Vader, mm-hmm. obviously, to have won the final duel, Though, you know, obviously a debatable point, but Obi-Wan's corporeal life effectively ended at that point. Who is going to win the duel on this series? Uh, Is it going to be a Darth Vader victory to where Obi-Wan limps away from this fight and really loses something? Is it going to be Vader again letting the old man get the best of him? As we, the audience, are going to be the jury, who are we most likely to assign the win to when all the points are tallied? I got to be honest with you, Eric. I think that this is going to be another Kenobi win. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think that the the kind of, I hesitate to say, the confidence that uh, Sir Alec Guinness Obi-Wan Kenobi versus Vader in A New Hope, it, it was not the man that had last been, like, frightened by Vader. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was not, it was not, that was not the, that was not the way, the, like, he still seemed like he was very much in control in the dynamic of their relationship. One thing I would love to see, this is just such a very specific detail, is I would love for Vader to get the high ground on Kenobi mm-hmm. at some point, and then for him to reveal that he didn't teach Anakin every single trick he had in the book, because he could somehow use the low ground as an advantage <laughs> against Vader, just completely mind effing him, like being like, like having Vader maybe be like, now I have the high ground, and then Kenobi does some crazy thing that turns the low ground into his, into his advantage. I just feel like there's some more damage to do to Vader's psyche to push him into mm. full emperor, enforcer, dark side, divi- like I just think that this is gonna, I think Obi-Wan defeating him one last time is gonna be what just creates a new hope Vader, Rogue One Vader, if that makes sense. Yeah, I agree, Tommy. That's a that's a good thought there. And I, I think, you know, it's are we going to uh, consider it enough of a victory for Obi Wan Kenobi if he just walks away from this largely unscathed? Right. Uh, because I wonder if the conflict between these two is really going to be a proxy fight. Yeah, they're gonna come, they're gonna lock blades at some point. That's what we've been promised. But like, mm-hmm. what brings them back together? Is there are there uh, some other acolytes of theirs? Uh, obviously. Uh, Obi-Wan's trying to protect Luke. Uh, Vader has uh, got this new Inquisitor program that he is uh, responsible for. He's got his pride, he's got his reputation, his street cred, that if that gets injured in some way, he's gonna feel pretty pissed off. Uh, so like, if when when two characters' lives are not sta- not at stake, in some ways the conflict between them becomes more interesting. 
Because then they're they're fighting over something different. They're fighting over the well-being and lives of other people, of, of the whole ga- galaxy of, of uh, characters are trying to protect uh, or of their reputations or of their secrets, you know? So it's almost like uh, watching a chess match between two people as they're just trying to outsmart the other. Or another analog, perhaps, uh, Monsieur Bugsbeni and uh, mm. Ilmefud, uh Eventually, Elmer Fudd puts that shotgun in his own mouth and blows sprites out because that rabbit drives him nuts. Where did Absolutely. I go? Absolutely. Where did I go just then? <laughs> you went to a very dark place, and I liked it. But I, I, I he, gro- oh, sorry. No, continue your reaction. I'm sorry. I was say, I, oh, no, I, mine was just going to be more of a meditation on Looney Tunes, which is not what this show is about. However, <laughs> you can tune in to Talking Tunes with Eric and Tommy. Yeah. Uh, uh, and new episodes will drop uh, Wednesday nights at 3 a.m. Uh-huh. And they will be immediately deleted afterwards. So you right, have to yes. catch it right when it drops. <laughs> yeah. it's We try to find our uh, that little window where most of New Rockstars is asleep. So, yeah. you know, we got a couple or, or hours Or at least playing there. video games and not worried about us. Right, right. Too plugged in. Uh, <laughs> now, I want to ask you, Tommy, do you think Obi-Wan Kenobi as a series might do some uh, controversial moves and potentially retcon some things about vader's inner mindset that we previously assumed to be something else so for example do you think the show could reveal that vader might actually have known that obi-wan was on tatooine and decided to leave him there maybe because he's like i can't get close to this guy anymore yeah and i think the way that you can do that retconning that's i yeah i i mean i I do think the answer is possibly i know that's a cop-out answer in my opinion they should and can they can and should the way you retcon things without it being a total like you know terminator whatever that last terminator dark fate was where they're like the last three movies just didn't happen right yeah they're like we're like this is just a sequel to the second movie uh-huh, uh-huh. the way the way you do that is you just reveal an extra layer to the person's like personality like vader like had just a tiny acorn of compassion or pragmatism in his mind where he was like He's not hurting. He's no threat to the Empire on t- babysitting on Tatooine. In fact, having one of the most dangerous Jedis in the entire galaxy marooned on a, basically the planet version of a desert island is probably a best-case scenario. And, you know, at, at a certain point, if that boy grows up, and, I mean, although I guess you wouldn't know Luke was, the, was his son. Well, yeah, that's kind, that of, that's kind of the... That's kind of the... A question, right? Like, yeah, he. I, if you ask most Star Wars fans, absolutely not. Vader cannot learn that Luke Skywalker is there on that planet because right. otherwise he would have gone there to yeah. destroy him way yeah. sooner. But yeah. maybe there's a way that Vader can learn that Obi Wan is on Tatooine on his. Yeah. If you think about it, his home planet, yeah. without. Uh, knowing that what he's there to do to protect and there's an arrogance son. of Vader like in Empire Strikes Back more so we learn than even in, in A New Hope there's a certain like presence of Vader where he I mean he might believe that he has crushed like the, the Empire has crushed Obi-Wan's desire to even be a Jedi anymore and be active so in his mind it's almost like when it comes to the threat that obi-wan kenobi poses obviously his mind and his skill set are still a threat but as long as vader i mean if they can retcon it to the fact that vader has some kind of surveillance on him that he knows that he's not gonna you know make a run for something 
then maybe he doesn't feel that he's the most imminent threat. Like Vader, I mean, he's not, you know, he's not a man drawn to super emotional things until, you know, later on in the original trilogy. In the first, like, he's kind of a Terminator in the first one. And in the second one, it gets a little more complex. But, like, I, I just don't, I could see that. I could see that being a way that they, they can retcon that, where he just knows but also is not threatened by him. Yeah, yeah, agreed. I don't think uh, I'm going to view it as any kind of major betrayal yeah. if in this series Darth Vader realizes that Obi-Wan Kenobi is on Tatooine. I think it might be I, a little weird if Vader knows that Luke is there too. Yes, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. I also am just thinking that this exact snippet of this episode conversation is going to cue the most furious YouTube comments we ever yeah. get. Like, are you kidding me? Here's a list of things Obi-Wan Kenobi can do. And it'll be like, turn water into fire. So <laughs> fishes and loaves for a thousand. Like, they'll just start describing Jesus. And sure, sure, like, sure. And then I'll just give it a thumbs up like I always do. Because I read all your YouTube comments, guys, and especially the ones about my body. So keep them coming. Anyway. But you want to know what the magic of YouTube is? With these longer episodes, the people who don't uh, like know who we are and are predisposed to hate us are more yeah. likely to just react to the thumbnail they're not going to stick around 10 minutes into this yeah. uh episode and then watch it yeah. now what may happen is one person may see it and yeah. then uh time code it and alert it to other people on reddit oh, no. and, and ah. twitter and say Bastard. listen to what or they'll clip it out <laughs> and then share it out of context <laughs> and then that will be our undoing but All right, fine. even then, it's, either it's, way, come at me, bro. I got two episodes of Kenobi in the pipes, and I got two episodes of Tom Nobi attached to my shoulders. Bam, bam. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I think uh, ultimately, uh, I was even rereading that 2015 Vader comic moment where Boba Fett tells them that the rebel pilot who destroyed the Death Star was named Skywalker. And then mm -hmm. the way it is drawn and written in that moment makes it seem like. Vader is putting it all together in that moment yeah. where he goes, I have a son. But, and it's going to annoy some people, there is a way to read that where Vader is like reminding himself. Like he knew that at one point, blocked right. out that truth. Or right. he's like realizing like, oh, it was my son named Skywalker right. who did this. You know, right. like he knew the whole time. He just like, it had uh, blocked out like, you know, uh, Palpatine's training had kind of forced that out mm. of his mind. And influence. <laughs> so that he Palpatine focus was on a it. master manipulator of him. Yeah, he right. Palpatine basically crafted the perfect soldier for himself. Like he was like he he took a, a very powerful potential Jedi master and made him into a Sith Lord. Just to kind of wrap up here, Tommy, I, I think yes. ultimately uh, I think people are going to find that those kind of logical if they're. The more serious retcons are, are gonna bug some people for sure. But you can yeah. do little massaging of the history if it means we get to see Obi-Wan and Vader fight again. Because so much has been done, um, especially in the Filoni chapters of the Star Wars universe, to kind of yeah. like change the meaning of moments in the name of redeeming certain things from the prequels uh, yeah. and, and clarifying them uh, and giving us these nice grace notes. Uh, even though like, would it have made sense when we were watching the prequels if Ahsoka Tano never came up once at all? Like, right. if she was that important? Right. I, I guess you could make some arguments. Well, at that point, she was banished from the Jedi Order, and at that point, you know, they just had conversations that were focused on Clone Wars events and things yeah. uh, involving Padme. Always, I, you always make a great point. That's just not where the cameras were pointed. That's just not where the cameras were pointing, yeah. I, just, I mean, I think that is the best explainer from, like, people getting their, their heads just... 
exploding over it. Like, why wasn't that person there? Or why wasn't right. this person? It's like, I don't know, man. It's a movie and it lasts yeah. two and a half hours. So they can only show so much. So. Yeah. And, and just the chapters of Vader's backstory that we know of from comics, from books, mm -hmm. from uh, lines, from inferences we made coming out of the prequels uh, during Rogue One and A New Hope uh, does not mean that that's like the only history, obviously, we know about the character. And there could be other things that he knew that he just didn't disclose, that he just didn't talk about, or that maybe he just didn't focus on. So I think there are new truths that can be revealed. And I think it is possible at the end of the day that uh, that Vader stayed the hell away from Tatooine because of some kind of fight that he had with Obi-Wan Kenobi where Kenobi's like, look, if you ever try to come here again, not only will you be fighting me, you'll be fighting the Force Ghost of Qui-Gon. You'll be fighting uh, the Force Ghost of all the Jedi. We're all yeah. here. And we're not going to tell you why we're here, but we're here because this is your home world. And we're going to keep you away from here just to piss you off. And maybe that's reason enough alone. Sure. Like, Vader never needs to know that Luke is there. He's just like, whoa, my crazy old master is on this planet. Yeah. And I don't want to mess with him again. I'll and just all stay my away. uncles. <laughs> all my, all my uncles. angry uncles are there. And aunts. And aunts. And aunts. And aunts. <laughs> We have uh, some numbers we're going to get into in just a moment. But first, we want to thank some people who helped us make this episode. Our friends at Peloton. Thank you, Peloton, for sponsoring this episode. If you've ever started a fitness routine, you know that uh, month two or month three is when it gets a lot tougher. You start getting bored. You look for more excuses not to exercise. Doing the same workout over and over can sap your motivation and hurt your progress. But that's where our friends at Peloton can help with their app. You don't need to own one of the cool Peloton bikes to use this app for workouts at home. Home, they are constantly adding new classes, new music, new ways to keep your workouts fun and motivating. Peloton has a workout for every day and every schedule, including bike workouts, yoga, meditation, dance, cardio, and more. They have boxing classes that I'm really excited to try. They're great for beginners and you can get your heart pumping while learning the fundamentals of the sweet science of channeling your inner pugilist. Use the app on all your devices, play it on your TV to work out in the living room, or bring your phone or your tablet into the yard for some sun and sweat outdoors. If you want to add some great motivating variety to your workouts, check out the Peloton app by clicking the link in the video's description or visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. That's O-N-E-P-E-L-O-T-O-N.com. But Tommy, let's get back into uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi here. What else yes. are we talking about this week? Well, we've got another question, Eric, and this time we're talking stats. You know stats. me, I'm a stat guy. Runs batted in, doubles, most stormtroopers killed, most misfired blasters by a stormtrooper. I love all the records and all the stats, but this is what I want to know. Let's talk numbers. Will Obi-Wan Kenobi be Disney Plus's most watched show ever. It's a valid question to ask because The Hollywood Reporter recently released some numbers that they gathered according to Nielsen on the streaming figures of Disney Plus's big title since the platform launched in late 2019. Now according to this report, the most watched title on Disney Plus, from the Star Wars titles to the Marvel titles to the Beatles Get Back, was mm. The Mandalorian. So The Mandalorian Season 2, according to them, was streamed for 8.38 billion minutes, followed by The Mandalorian Season 1 at 5.42 billion minutes. The next highest, uh, the highest of all the Marvel ones, was Loki, which streamed for 5.23 billion minutes, and then WandaVision at 4.8 billion minutes. Uh, and now, Hawkeye for 35 minutes. Yeah, Hawkeye, Hawkeye didn't clock eye up there. 
too too high. But uh, it's uh, but it's it, it's fascinating to me to see this. But we should mention some caveats to this data because each season The Mandalorian had eight episodes, and in season mm. two, most of them were over forty five minutes. Mm. Loki had only six episodes of that average length. WandaVision had nine episodes, but a lot of them were shorter than a half hour. Mm. So. They're looking at specifically the the number of minutes streamed. So obviously yeah. there are titles like uh, Hamilton on Disney Plus or Encanto on Disney Plus that have racked up some huge numbers, but each of those that's like two hours or two and a half hours mm. of content that's really being streamed there. Uh, they're really just looking at the series, which uh, in you're total saying, is you're saying there's a Miranda effect. Yes, like the yeah. Mandela effect. The Miranda effect is when you misremember how long a movie lasts. You're like, Hamilton, oh. that was nine hours long. You're like, no, the running time was actually three hours. I thought a Miranda effect was where you like overshare the sexual exploits you had with your three <laughs> other friends over brunch. Yes, that's yeah. right. You know what? That's <laughs> hey, everyone's got their own Miranda effect. I mean, the Miranda effect might actually be a legal term because you got your Miranda rights. Like there's like a yes. thing where the Miranda effect has There's the Miranda the... line in baseball, which is, uh, I think it's the Miranda line which is if you hit below 200. So like if you, you're below, oh, that's the Mendoza line. Sorry, oh. guys. Well, there's that the trench of the Atlantic Ocean, the Miranda Trench, where just a bunch the, of Mirandas get dumped there yes. and they disappear. And then from... there were the Mirandas twins that uh, murdered their parents <laughs> after going to a Knicks game. And then I think- uh, There's our yeah, boss, uh, Philip Miranda. Um, yeah. Yeah. Guys, tweet at him, at Philip Miranda. <laughs> Anyway, he's such a Samantha. Everybody knows that. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's fascinating that there is this baby Yoda effect for sure. The Grogu yes. effect that is yeah. uh, that is happening. And there's just this like surprise that hit us here at New Rockstars because our content numbers for the Marvel Disney Plus shows way, way higher than those for the Mandalorian. Um but that might just mean Marvel fans are more likely to flock to YouTube for content than Star Wars fans. That you just have these uh, unspoken for silent masses who don't spend all of their time on YouTube and Twitter, who just enjoy content and turn it off and then go outside. It has nothing to do with the hosting personalities on those shows. Oh, I mean, everybody yeah. knows the Star Wars stuff is way more charismatically presented, but the Marvel <laughs> stuff is just done in a way that, I don't know, I guess it's more digestible because the words are smaller and maybe just simpler <laughs> themes and like, I don't know. I think it's the after show effect. I think That's I think true. you and I just go too off the rails and it scares... <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Real ones know it's all in the Star Wars beat, baby. Yeah. Yeah. I marvel at the Star Wars content we put out here. And that's the way I DC it. <laughs> uh, either way, I just think this indicates Obi-Wan Kenobi might break all these records. If there are people who are just going to plug themselves yeah. in for Star Wars at the rates that these Nielsen numbers are indicating, that means everyone who watched The Mandalorian, if they all watch Obi-Wan Kenobi, Plus, all the Disney Plus subscribers who have recently joined the platform since The Mandalorian Season 2. And then, if you also add in just all these additional viewers curious to revisit this era in Star Wars history, this show could be massive. Mm -hmm. By far the biggest title we've seen on Disney Plus. Absolutely. I mean, Tommy, Tommy and I were in Chicago in uh, February. And then, at one point, I just kind of did a, an applause-o-meter survey of that audience there. Uh, because I'm like, Super Bowl Sunday is coming up. We're going to get some trailers. At that point, we thought we might get an Obi-Wan trailer then. But I'm like, we're going to get another trailer for Multiverse of Madness. We're going to get another trailer. Maybe get a first trailer for Obi-Wan Kenobi. Which title are you guys more excited for? When I said uh, Multiverse of Madness, pretty solid applause there. 
Now, they didn't yeah. know that Patrick Stewart was going to show up in the trailer, right. but still, you know, right. you would think that'd be the bigger one. When I said Kenobi trailer, the crowd erupted on their feet, Tommy. Yes. Sheev Palpatine up in the uh, in the balcony almost jumped off and crowd surfed over mm-hmm. to us to give us a high oh, five. Yeah. yeah, shout out to Palpatine and his son, whose name now es- escapes me, but what a good kid. It was like... Oh, yeah. Uh, it was so great. That, that, both kid, of them. that kid was awesome. Uh, yeah. And, and Sheev... Was it like Gabriel or something like that? I don't I can't know. remember. But they were that great. Is, it was awesome to meet great. them. But I'm just saying, like the Kenobi, the Kenobi stands are out there, man. And this, yeah. this, it's gonna break the platform. I'll tell I you what, there's Kenobi be. stands right inside your screen right now. Okay, yeah. I'm a Kenobi boy all the way. I'm a yeah. Kenobro. Kenobros. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> we're very toxic. We do not allow women in, and we all kiss at every meeting. That's, That's right. How they we greet. And we don't touch both. hands because of COVID, but we kiss. <laughs> I just think, I want to ask you, Tommy, do you think Obi-Wan as a series is going to be catered more to the fair weather Star Wars consumers, the Kenobros that are out there? Or mm. since they're going to be bringing in elements like the Inquisitors and adapting them almost perfectly in live action from what we've seen, do you think this is going to be just another Felonian world immersion experiment that rewards the Rebels fans, the Fallen Orders fans, mm. the, the Clone Wars fans, uh, people who've read the comics? Is it going to be like a nerd's paradise? Or is it going to be something that uh, that reaches out to everyone? How are we going to look at this show? You know, you know I can't help myself because I've been spending most of my life living in a nerd's paradise. Uh, I think it's going to fall towards the ladder but they're going to use the former get the old school Kenobros, get all the original trilogy heads in on the kenobi title in on the ewan mcgregor playing kenobi and that's when the old bait and switch comes in and feloni's like here's all the fun things i did with the animated series and here's all the characters from that and from the extended universe and 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 uh Let's now merge these two worlds together. It's okay, 59-year-old man watching this in your, in your like, $300,000 house in your leather recliner with, like, a, uh, a gold-framed photo or, of, of George Lucas petting R2-D2. It's okay that you have expensive Star Wars memorabilia all over your mansion. This show will still be for you. Obi-Wan Kenobi will still be there. Darth Vader will still be there. There are going to be these people called the Inquisitors, and you're safe. You're in a safe space. This will be very fun. If you get through the episode, go watch High School Musical 2, the musical. It's for you, too. Go reward yourself with that. I think this is going to be what I like to call a little bit of boomer bait. You know what? We're going to, boomer we're bait. Going to, get, those, we're going to get those boomers on the line, and we're going to reel them in. Reel them right in, Tommy. It sounds like in. you're you're talking to a specific boomer. I'm like, what? Who is this guy who has a three hundred dollar? Dad, I just want you to watch Kenobi <laughs> with me, Dad. <laughs> We've gotten there. We've gotten there. <laughs> I think ultimately the fact that Deborah Chow is uh, is doing this, the fact that they rewrote it from the original writer. I I don't know if this is going to feel exactly like Boba Fett or 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 the Mandalorian did. I think it's going to yeah. be reaching. I think there might be a couple things that that yeah. fans of Rebels and, and fans of uh, the comics might feel like, that's not how I pictured it going. Yeah. Uh, but I think ultimately it's going to be a crossover hit uh, yeah, to, to more folks. And I, I think, think it's going to be massive. I think it's going to be absolutely massive. Yeah. Uh, and, I, you know, it's interesting. They said that Andrew Stanton, like the Pixar director, is co-writing uh-huh. one of the episodes. Oh, wow. Which I just found very interesting. Uh, you know, interesting, Mr. Uh, Finding Nemo. Possible, co- and, uh, possible Lightning Wally. McQueen crossover. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we could tell me, Obi-Wan, come on in, Obi-Wan. 
I got you, buddy. Here we go. Oh, no. What's that, a lightsaber? Oh, wait, Lightning McQueen is my best friend. <laughs> Obi-Wan, you That's can't Obi tell Vader where you live. He's They're like, wait, Mobius? <laughs> Morbius. <laughs> yeah, correction there. Um, well, I think this is going to be uh, uh, one for the books for sure. Yes. Can't, Can't wait. wait to crack open the book of Obi-Wan. Well, but that's it for this episode of Wookiee Leaks. Don't forget to check out our many great merch options at NewRockStarsMerch.com. Follow me at EA Voss. Follow Tommy at Tommy Bechtel. Follow New Rock Stars. Subscribe to Wookiee Leaks wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for watching and goodbye, Dave.